1: Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.
0: On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, we're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. And the NBA draft. We're only a few days away now from the NBA draft commencing. What questions do you have about what the Thunder will do in a trade-up scenario with the second overall pick? And what the best combination is between picks 2 and 12? All of this and more coming up on today's Locked on Thunder podcast. On the Locked on Podcast Network, your teams every day.
1: You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team's every day. I am your host, meeting a member and air in chief over at thunderousintentions.com. Ryland Styles, you can follow me on Twitter at ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunder Email the show, LO at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to dive into our latest draft interviews with these pre draft prospects. Today, we talked to Terry Eason. Chet Holmgren, Jalen Duran, A.J. Griffin, Johnny Davis, and Mark Williams, as well as the latest draft day intel from NBA Insiders and your Twitter questions. From free agency to the draft, the pairing between number 2 and 12, and so much more, you asked a ton of great questions. We're going to answer them all on today's podcast. Only a few more episodes until draft day. We have today's podcast. Tomorrow, best and worst case scenario for the Thunder in the draft and the most realistic case scenario in the draft. And then Thursday is the big one, our draft preview. Everything you need to know heading into the draft, which will be hours away at that point. But again, thank you for making Locked on Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. And on draft night, very special productions happening. Uh, one live show is just simply not enough. So every single Locked on podcast will be going live, after their pick is made, as well as national hosts interviewing us after picks are made to get those up on the YouTube channel and podcast feeds as well. So our instant reactions will be out there, uh, and it will be awesome. So make sure you're following along with Locked on Thunder and every other podcast out there as well. So let's dive into our NBA pre-draft prospect interviews. Not a ton to write home about today. Uh, Johnny Davis did confirm my report that he worked out with OKC, it happened in Miami, where he and his representation have been staying, you know, and working out. And he thinks that OKC would be a great fit for him. AJ Griffin talked to OKC at the combine and said that the conversation, you know, the the connection, the contact, has been um, consistent throughout this process. I would love AJ Griffin on the Thunder. I have him at number seven on my board. If he kind of fell to that range of twelve, or, you know, and, and kind of got to that point with OKC, I'd really like to see that happen for the Thunder. So it's nice to see that he's had some contact with OKC. Now, the biggest name in Bricktown right now is Jaden Ivey. Surprisingly, it's not me, but it is Jaden Ivey. Um, and, and we've heard for a month that the Thunder like Jaden Ivy. and I've gone on this spiel over and over and over again. I think that it's a bad case of telephone where the Thunder do like Jaden Ivey. They do think he's going to be a good player. They think that he's a good prospect. But at the end of the day, you can only take one guy. And I'd go back to last year whenever we all had strong opinions on Cade Cunningham and Jalen Green and had strong opinions on players of that ilk, right, and Evan Mobley, Josh Giddy, Scotty Barnes. Do you think Troy Weaver thought Evan Mobley couldn't play or didn't like Jalen Green? I'm pretty sure Troy Weaver liked Evan Mobley and liked Jalen Green. you can only take one guy. And so the value of the first overall pick was that of Cade Cunningham. It reminds me of that scenario here. I think Sam Presti likes Jaden Ivey. I think that he thinks Jaden is a good player. But at pick number two, maybe that's not where they go. But I do want to state, Sam Presti's never missed inside the top ten. So if he goes with Jaden Ivey, I, I can't truly stand in the way of that, obviously. And I like Jaden Ivey. He's number four on my board, and I'm not so arrogant that I would think that my number four couldn't be Sam Pressy's number one, right? So the bottom line is here with Cade Cunningham, he only worked out in market for Detroit in Orlando. He did say that OKC went to LA and watched him work out after his pro day, which is not uncommon. We just mentioned it happened with Johnny Davis and conveniently people are kind of skipping over that today, but it also happened last year with Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy was uh, working out with the, the Australian national team. He didn't really have in-market visits. He flew to Chicago for one day to interview with almost every team. It felt like, and then days before the draft, the thunder flew him to, I believe it was Vegas or California, but I think it was Vegas, flew him to Vegas, worked out with him and Mark uh, and everybody else and selected him, even though he had never had a in-market workout. A workout is a workout is a workout for the most part, especially for the top guys who you were going to do one on zero stuff with anyway. Uh, so, All you need to know is the Thunder have talked to him. And whenever he was asked about fits that he would like to see, he said Detroit, he said OKC, he said he studies film on the Thunder, on the Knicks, on the Pistons, uh, possible teams he can go to kind of see how he could fit in there. And then the burning question about Sacramento. There was a report earlier that he didn't want to go to Sacramento he didn't do a whole lot to dissuade that, right? He did do the coach speak of, obviously, it'd be great to be selected anywhere in the draft. It wouldn't be the worst... He said it wouldn't be the worst case scenario to go to uh, Sacramento. But then he was asked about his contact with the Kings, and he made it known that he hadn't had any contact with them yet. Pretty weird to not have contact with the fourth pick whenever you're, you're, the, you're their top four player in this draft, and many people suspect you're going to be there available at four. And he said... That wasn't by design. It wasn't, it wasn't as though he pre-calculated that. It just sort of happened. It's not a great excuse, right? Whenever there's a report out there that you don't want to go somewhere, that you don't want to go to Sacramento, and your big thing is it wasn't by design to not talk to the Kings. Look, this is a billion-dollar company. The Kings have a cell phone. Jay Knight, he's a 20-year-old kid. He's got a cell phone. If either side wanted to talk to the other, it should be pretty easy. And it feels like one side didn't want to talk to the other. And that side seems like maybe it was Jaden Ivey's side. It's just weird. It's just weird to not have any contact with the fourth overall team uh, and make that known. And make it known that it wasn't, you know, it just kind of happened. It just kind of happened that he didn't talk to them. It was just a weird scenario. Uh, obviously, who could blame? Not one dude at Sacramento. Uh, but that's not necessarily going d- d- gonna to deter the Kings. There was a huge report last year. Davion Mitchell didn't want to go there. And they still selected him, having not worked him out and, and all the same kind of scenario. So uh, they're still going to select Ivy if they keep the pick, I think. Uh, but obviously, they like Keegan Murray, too. So we'll see what happens. But that's kind of the tidbits from Jaden Ivy's um, interview today. Terry Eason confirmed he worked out with OKC. Chet Holmgren and Jalen Duran both talked with those of us in the media, but uh, neither one of them revealed who they worked out with. Both seemed very reserved. Um, for the most part, Chet Holmgren was very, of course, confident in himself and very kind of, um, you know, expressatory more so than Duran, but they were both kind of reserved in terms of what information they let up about their pre-draft process so far, but they both sounded very confident. And and I think that both of them have that edge that you'd be very, very happy if they're on your team. So here's the NBA media schedule for the rest of the week. It ends today, unless they pop more on the schedule that they can do that. Um, You know, if somebody gets more time Wednesday or whatever, uh, we can still see somebody pop up. But as of right now, It's only going to be two on Tuesday, and that's the end of it. It'll be Dyson Daniels at 11, and Jeremy Sohan at 12, and then draft night, of course, at 7 p.m. on Thursday. So that's what you can look forward to regarding the NBA draft media coverage. And, of course, the insiders are going to start dropping out these mock drafts and uh, intel as we get closer. Did have two pieces of it from two different sources, though, uh, to start off the week. So Shams wrote a humongous, incredible athletic article about everything that's happening in the NBA, including Kyrie Irving, maybe leaving the nets and stuff like that. But for the sake of this being one of the biggest weeks in franchise history, and it's revolving around the draft, let's focus on the draft still in this episode. If you want that national Kyrie story and the Hawk story, go check out locked on NBA. They covered it great today. Just got done listening to it. Uh, and then also of course, local team pods for every team. So go check out locked on nets and everyone else. But uh, for the sake of this, uh, Podcast, we're going to stay with the Thunder and stuff that pertains to the draft. So Sean's put in there that Jabari Smith Jr. is viewed as a virtual lock to go in the top two. That could easily mean number one. But of course, it is interesting to see that if he's not the pick at one, and it is Paolo or Chet or somebody else, number one, whoever it is, number one, it doesn't appear like Sam Presti will zag as far as we're used to seeing him zag. It seems like if Jabari Smith Jr. is there... They'll take Jabari Smith Jr. So from Shams reporting it, one of the biggest and best NBA insiders, Shams Sharania, from him reporting it and the conviction Jabari Smith Jr.'s camp has in only working out for the top two teams, these kind of reports line up with each other. So we'll see what happens on draft night if Jabari Smith Jr. is there at number two overall. Uh, He also reported that the Kings are becoming uh, more comfortable selecting at four, but teams are attempting to move up but facing a steep asking price. And so I'm just going to throw this out there. Can the Thunder cover a steep asking price? Is Lou Dort 12 and two or three future first round picks going to meet that steep price? Or would they rather have a package of like, you know, a higher pick in Brogdon or something like that. Who knows what they would be looking for, but um, we'll see. I mean, that's just to be determined here on Thursday, but, Shams also reported that Shane Sharp's doing good in workouts, which is a breath of fresh air for uh, Shane Sharp's group. Uh, They had been getting bashed a lot, I feel like, in terms of their workouts, and Shams said that he worked out for a few teams in the top 13, and uh, he's been doing good. So that's great to hear. And then Kevin O'Connor of The Ringer, mentioned today in his Team Needs article, just reiterated that the Thunder are looking to move up from 12 to 4. It seems like they're trying to do that. It's just a matter of if they can pull it off. And let me tell you right now, if the Thunder pull off, moving from pick 12 to 4, and they select a player at 2, and select a player at 4, with a GM who's never missed inside that top 10 before. To add to a foundational core of Josh Gideon, and Shea Gilders-Alexander, I don't want to see one negative or unhappy person in OKC for the next month. It should just be cause for celebration and anticipation. It's gonna be very fun if that happens. Will it happen? I don't, I think it's gonna be very difficult. But if it did, oh, that'd be very fun. That would be a dream scenario. But coming up, let's take on your Twitter questions all about the NBA draft and everything surrounding the offseason. But first, I want to tell you right now, a good friends, over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. Here's what you do at Prize Picks. You pick two to five players. You take the over/under on their projections, and you can win ten times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Entries can be made in sixty seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and the Google Play Store. Prize Picks offers a variety of options. It even offers point scored, rebounds, steals. Goal scored, hits, hits allowed, everything because you can cross sports. You can do NBA, NHL, MLB, NFL, college hoops, college basketball, MMA, soccer, boxing, anything you can think of is at prize picks. So check them out today at prize picks. And look, the Stanley Cup's happening right now. You can take the over under on goal scored by a Lightning player, can't name a hockey player, I'm sorry, and the under on what Merrifield hits the next day. You, you, can, you can combine these as much as you want to. It's awesome. Go to Price Picks for exclusive no printer offers for our listeners and our users. They get $50 for free if a player in their first Price Pick entry scores a single point, but you must use code NBA. That's right. Exclusive offer for our Locked On Thunder listeners. Subscribe today and use the code NBA, $50 for free, if a player in your first Price Pick entry scores a single point. So check them out today at Price Picks.
1: This is Jake from Locked On. Sometimes you and I need that kind of support too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your teams every day. I took to Twitter to take on your Twitter questions in a mailback episode prior to the draft. This podcast will be all about your questions. Tomorrow's show will be best, worst, and most likely case scenario come draft night. Thursday, of course, previewing the whole shebang, including my final big board. And then Friday, we're going to recap the draft. How the Thunder do, what they get, and what the future looks like for the organization. Gonna be a lot of fun. Five days a week. Subscribe for free across all platforms, including on YouTube, so you never miss a podcast. Let's start with at HogsFan underscore 2001. Do you think the Thunder will quote-unquote reach at 2 or 12? I think that the Thunder will probably play this straight up in the sense of if I still had to bet my money, if I had to take my paycheck and bet on what the Thunder would do, very hard to do. The Thunder are very tight-lipped, and it's a it's a wild organization, obviously, and they, they kind of go outside the box at times, so I wouldn't encourage this, but if I had to bet what they would do, I think at two, they take one of Chet, Jabari, Palo. I think at 12, there's no such thing as a reach. Right? Because even Usman Jiang, D- G- who I wouldn't necessarily like at, at that slot, I don't think anyone would consider that a reach. I, I just think that they consider that a Sam Presti guy, and l- let's see if the Thunder can take on this project and, and, and mold him into an NBA player. Past Jiang, I don't think that anyone is considered a reach, because Jalen Williams is flying high. And, you know, who? what if Giant Davis or Jalen Duran or A.J. Griffin fell at 12? That'd be considered a, a, a great pick, of course. So, I don't really see the reach at 12. Uh, I just don't see how any pick at 12 could be considered a reach unless Sam Presti takes like a Walker Kessler, which I don't think he'll do. So I wouldn't think that we're going to walk away Thursday saying that the Thunder reached at either selection. Another question from Matt Hoggs, fan underscore 2001. How many players on the current roster will play in Summer League? So the Thunder will play in two Summer Leagues this year. They'll be playing in... Vegas, and also they'll be playing in um, Salt Lake City. So you can get a chance to see them a lot um, this summer. Look, how summer league typically goes is like the, the people you know and love play like one, two games, and then they kind of rest and, and move on with their summer. But on the current roster right now, who I think will get game action is Pokoshevsky, Trey Mann, um, Josh Giddey. Those all have been confirmed. Uh, Vit Critchy was confirmed on Twitter today. Um, I I think that they're going to send Aaron Wiggins there. I I would guess that that they might send Jeremiah Robinson Earl there. Uh, tail Malvon should be there as a guy who is still young and needs to prove himself a lot, especially with that non-guaranteed date and uh, how easily his contract would be to to move on from. And I do think they'll send the the number two overall pick, the 12 overall pick and the 34 overall pick to uh, summer league, whoever that they draft in the uh, process this year at whatever slot. I think they're all going to go play in summer league. Uh, And then, you'll fill out the roster with young guys who either go undrafted this year or went undrafted these last couple of years that you really like. So uh, that's kind of who I think will play in Summer League on the current billing of the roster. Lindy Waters as well uh, in, in that grouping. But past that, the current roster, I wouldn't be shocked if Jeremiah Robson wouldn't even play in Summer League. But I think that if you're going to send Josh G there, which they confirm that they are, you'd go ahead and send Jerry there as well. He might just want to play. He might just be bored and, and want to go play uh, some basketball. So that's the beauty of it. I, I'd be shocked if... Uh, Man, Giddy, those kind of guys. Man, Giddy, Jerry Wiggins. If they played both, I think they're going to play in. Uh, I think they're going to play in Salt Lake City. But hopefully, they did play in both. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, but that's kind of where I'm at right now with this roster. And then it'll be guys who played for the Blue last year. It'll be guys who went undrafted this year. And just kind of all kind of veteran G leaders and stuff like that to kind of fill out the roster. So that's what I expect to have happen. Uh, but still, some names that you're going to know on the summer league roster to be worth watching. From at SSG2K, how likely are the Thunder to move their 34th pick and how likely are they to, say, put at 12? Um, I don't think they'll move 34. Um, Maybe they try to go backwards. I I just don't think they'll move 34 unless it's... In in the sense of... I don't think that they're going to drop out of the second round completely. The only thing with 34 that I think that they might do is 34 is really high in the second round. 34 is almost valued a first-round pick. And so if you draft a guy there, you'd put him on a contract that's similar to that of a first-round pick with just more non-guarantees and more outs for the team, like what Jeremiah Robinson Earl got. Whereas if you trade back in the second round to you 45-50, then all of a sudden you can put him on a two-way slot without that being kind of abnormal. And so the Thunder do have an open two-way slot to use, and that would help them out with their standard NBA uh, roster constraints and, 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 and standard NBA roster crunch. So maybe they move, move back from 34, but I do think they'll select in the second round as far as thing put at 12, I'd say 50, 50, but I would even lean towards seeing a trade happen because there's a lot of smoke out there because there's a lot of uh, noise about them uh, trading up from the 12th overall pick. But as of right now, I'd say 60-40 that they're going to trade up. But that's just a guess. Obviously, that's hard to guess what Sam Presti will do. At Chiefs Thunder fan page, thoughts on Keegan Murray and a Chet draft. Um, that would get an A-plus from everybody. Like, like You would not open a single winners and losers or grade the pick article for the next month and see anything less than an A-plus for the Thunder. But I don't see a way that Keegan Murray falls past five and... Like I told you before in this podcast, I think it's going to be incredibly hard to trade up the four. And if you did do all that work to get the four, you're probably going to take Jaden Ivey. So uh, I don't think there's any way it happens, but uh, if it did, that'd be awesome. I think that Tegan Murray is a really good player and I have him at number six on my board behind Jaden Sharp. So that's kind of where I'm at with, with that idea. Now, coming up, let's talk about free agents that the Thunder could sign, plus more draft questions as well, like Nick Claxton possibly signing an OKC. Let's talk about it coming up. But first, I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts online for 20 years. That's right, 20 years ago. You could have been going to rockauto.com and finding all the parts that your car would ever need. All of them. You can do that right now today as well. My favorite part about rockauto.com is that I know nothing about cars. Not a single thing about cars but I don't have to know anything about cars. All I have to know is my make, my model, my year, and they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way I'm not wasting time, different money on parts I cannot use or parts I do not need. And because I don't know nothing about cars, if I were to go to a brick and mortar store, they would try to sell me $100 windshield wipers and I'd fall for it. But at rockcar.com, they have no idea my expertise level. So they're going to give me the same reliably low prices At every point. RockR.com, amazing selection. Reliably low prices. Check them out today. Tell them Lockdown sent you in the How Did You Hear About Us box.
1: No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start?
0: They'll make them count. See guarantee details at slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Check out the Lockdown Ultimate Mock Draft Podcast for the NBA Draft, only on podcast feeds right now. Uh, we'll see about uploading it to YouTube, but only on podcast feeds as of right now. Uh, check that out anywhere. You get podcasts from. We're going to review the show though uh, later this week, so you won't miss anything if you if you only listen on YouTube. Um, so the next question comes from at Brother Reed Eleven. With the rumors of Brooklyn not wanting to re-sign Nick Claxton, should the Thunder try to sign him? I would like to see the Thunder get Nick Claxton or get Mobamba. The, the issue is um, how much better do they make you, and how likely is it that they become a long-term piece for you? In the age, they're in the age range too, uh, but how likely would that developmental track be be for them to to actually accomplish that goal. And then the contract numbers. The Thunder want to be as flexible as possible in 2023 with all the cap space in the world. And as of right now, you look at their cal- there's their salary cap sheet, they're only paying SGA's max contract and the rest of the team is on rookie deals. That's all that they're locked into. Now they could resign Lou Dort, they could resign guys like you know Baisley or Roby or whoever they want to resign but as of right now, what they're locked into is Shea and first round deals. That's it. Everybody else is on, uh, is either expiring, rolling off the books in Kimball Walker's case and Kyle Singler's case, expiring the case of favors and green, or team options or incredibly cuttable, like partially guaranteed money for Vit, partially guaranteed money for Wiggins, partially guaranteed money for, for Maladon, et cetera, et cetera, so where. The Thunder really are only paying check. That's the only payment that matters. The rest of them are on low-tier deals. So And they love that. They love that flexibility and the idea of being so flexible in 2023 for that offseason, wherever you have a young core that you have put together from this draft on Thursday and you have the new CBA in hand and know how to attack the loopholes and leverage points of the new CBA and you're ready to just go. They love that. So how how does signing Claxton or Mobamba or whoever dip into that long-term um, Flexibility. That would be a big deal for me. But personally, just as a basketball player, I'd like Nick Claxton on the Thunder. At Max, your pal, would you be upset if Sam Presti drafted Jalen Williams at 12? I would not be upset. I like Jalen Williams a lot. Uh, I have Williams at 13. So if my 13th player goes 12 and Sam Presti is the one that makes the call on that, I'd be pretty comfortable. (laughs) I'd be pretty comfortable with that decision from Sam Presti. And on a selfish level, from a media standpoint, Still, as we get through the Monday phase and into the last two interviews, Jalen Williams is by far the best interview we've ever had as a guy who was very open, very talkative, very informative. Uh, he was great. He was great to talk to. And so getting that guy 82 times a year, that'd be awesome. So I, I would I would love if the Thunder drafted Jalen Williams at 12. Um, at Pac-Man Tom, uh, Tomlinson, if OKC traded for Russell Westbrook and assets, so Los Angeles could go get Kyrie. Would you buy out Russ as OKC or try to get him to play a role? I don't think that this will happen. I don't think that the Thunder will get Russell Westbrook or bring him back or whatever. It'd be tough to buy him out because, you know, you'd be at that point having over $27 million in dead money on Kimball Walker, a million dead money on uh, Kyle Singler, and then whatever the whatever the settlement would be for Russell Westbrook, but, but as of right now, $40 million in dead money with Russell Westbrook. I don't think it'll happen. Another thing is... When a player gets bought out, the perception of him changes dramatically. Do you want to do that to Russell Westbrook? Has he already done that to himself? And then, I don't think Russell Westbrook's in that stage of his career where you could convince him to be a bench guy or convince him to be a mentor guy. He's a great teammate. He's a great, per, a great guy to have in terms of developing young players. He helped Terrence Ferguson a lot and, and made him better. And if he was given the opportunity to help Shea and Giddy and all these guys grow, he'd do it. It's just the the bench aspect of it and the, the limited role aspect of it. And again, I don't think that Russ is ready to change that aspect of his career yet. I think he still believes and I think he still has in him another gear to get to some some more left in the tank. I don't think, despite a very disastrous season as a team in L.A., that he's running on fumes. That, that narrative, I think, that can be easily dispelled in a new environment with a new organization and a new team. Or simply, a new head coach and, and, and a healthier Lakers season and a better Lakers roster. I don't think his season was as bad as people make it out to be last year. And I don't think he's as washed as he's made out to be last year. So I I just don't think that the timing is right at all in in any of this for Russ and OKC. Uh, And I just, I don't see it happening at all. I I would put the percentage chance at a 1% chance um, of this happening, even less than 1% chance of this happening. Uh, But that's kind of how I feel about it. It it would be a really, really tough decision. I I don't think that you can get him to play the role that you'd want him to uh, in OKC. It'd just be an awkward situation. At mile high, OK 999 any trade scenarios you see happening in the draft for the Thunder? If I had to bet on a trade, I'd say trading up from um, 12. But again, like I mentioned, I would not be shocked at all to see the Thunder move from the 34 pick to the mid-40s uh, in, in a slot that's more appropriate to put a guy on a two-way deal, uh, especially with the backing that they have of being a team that can say, look, we're going to draft you in the 40s. I know that you prefer an NBA deal, but trust us. We've done this before. We'll take you in on a, a two way deal. And we've shown you the last five years, that we're going to convert your contract to an NBA deal. So it, it just trust us in, the, in this intermittent period while we wait to the deadline and wait till we can solidify the roster even more and kind of cut the roster down even more. So that's a trade option that I think wouldn't be as flashy, but is an option. And then, of course, trading up from 12. At the Meek Leak, which selection at 12 would be underwhelming to you? He said his would be uh, Usman Jiang. That would be one of mine as well. I, I think that mine would be Usman Jiang and Akag Baji for different reasons. I just don't see it with Jiang. I think that it'd be a project player that wouldn't really ever fill his potential. With Akag Baji, I like him. I, I think that he has no bust potential at all. I think he'll be a very good role player in the NBA for years to come. My my, my thing with a baji is you said underwhelming. So like if the picks turned in, I'm not going to be freaking out like, oh, what a great pick! You you can't even believe what AJ Griffin could become, or Johnny Davis could become, or Jeremy Sohan could become, or Jalen Duran might be as the youngest, youngest player in the draft. I'd just be like, hey, you got a good role player. You got a good role player. So that's kind of underwhelming a bit whenever you're expecting these flashy lottery picks, right? But I'd still really like Agbashi. with Jiang. I'd I need some talking into, um, a, a bit. So that's kind of where I'm at in terms of the 12th overall pick. Uh, the next question is, who do you think played better defense last year, Lou Dort or Darius Baisley? Baisley was elite defensively, so was Lou Dort, obviously. Um, I, I guess it obviously be Lou Dort, but I, I, I do think that Baisley deserves a lot of credit for to defensively, but I'd, I'd say Lou Dort, Baisley, and look, your defense is going to be really good. You If you have a roster that consists of Chet Holmgren, Jeremy Sohan, Darius Baisley, and if you, if you keep Lou Dort, Lou Dort, very, very good defense. Uh, there's, there's nothing else you can say about that. With that, with a staff in Cam Woods and Mark Dagnott that could be such great defensive coaches. You're going to be in an awesome spot. At Smooth Operator Two, have you seen Ozark? And if so, what's your opinion on the ending? I have seen Ozark, but not the ending yet. Been, been busy. So I'm going to watch the ending of Ozark next week, and I'll report back to you on if I liked it or not. But thank you, thank you so much for asking this question in such a way that there's not even a hint of spoilization in it. Thank you for that. Your your basketball question was, uh, how would you feel about the Thunder drafting Chet and Jalen Duran and using Chet the four instead of the five? Um, the Thunder, you know, and, and this actually ties into the next question too. At Blackwell, Steve also said John Hollinger ranks Chet four. Uh, partially because of the reduced importance of the center position and the NBA has the Thunder view, the center position and will that impact taking Chet Jabari or Apollo? The Thunder view center positions as no such thing, right? They, they view basketball as this positionless nature, positionless um, sport. So they don't care what you see in the roster column. They, they don't care what you see in the positional column for their sake. Everybody's a basketball player. So, playing the quote-unquote four, if you're Duran or Chet, wouldn't matter as long as they think that they can actually work in a basketball environment and and work together on a roster. So they could easily do this and and, and think that this will work. So I I would be interested in it. Um, I think you'd be a very good defensive team. I think that Duran would be a highlight-level player for Josh Gay to use as as a lob threat. Of course, Chet can space the floor offensively. It'd be an exciting team to watch. Would it? Would it be cohesive? Would it work together in jail and eventually uh, reach the mountaintop? I have questions about it, uh, but it'd be fun. There's no denying it would be fun. Uh, But that's all your questions regarding regarding the draft um, in this episode. Again, we're not going away. Five days a week, the whole year, uh, including the offseason and including right now, whenever we're at a busy point in the offseason. So tomorrow, we've got best, worst, and most likely case scenarios For the draft, Thursday draft preview, Friday draft recap, and then we'll do it all over again next week talking about Summer League and free agency and everything else that's happening and moving and shaking around uh, the NBA. So glad that we got this in there for you. Sorry about the audio issues yesterday. It was kind of an audio uh, software issue, but we're good now. Uh, Always let me know if you have any uh, concerns about uh, the podcast. Thanks for the heads up for those of you that let me know about the audio issues yesterday. Uh, But this is a big week. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to Locked on Thunder on your podcasting apps and also on YouTube. Give us a like, comment down below your opinions on the Thunder and what they should do in the draft. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another.
1: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.